Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Yes, we discuss things. And thank you for joining us. Hour number two, Vince Coakley Show. Chad Adams, your guest host. Appreciate those folks that are listening online, those folks out listening on their radios, however you choose to listen. We appreciate that. Uh, our good friend, Bernie, making it all sound good over there at the studios. And by the way, thank you. Now, my name's Chad Adams, <laughs> sitting in four minutes. Now, we were talking before the break about the freedoms that are so easily taken away from you and, and the way in which the political left loves to find ways to do that under under other circumstances. In other words, instead of just telling you, I want gas to be $10 a gallon, we approach it from a climate change standpoint and make gas really expensive. We, we make it more difficult to get. We, 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 we challenge the ways in which it gets to your vehicle. We, we put spiffs to make vehicles not used. We want to get rid of the internal combustion engine, and we do it to save the planet. We're doing it for good reasons because it'll save the planet because carbon dioxide that every plant on the planet needs is bad. It's somehow a toxic gas. Now, so when they do that, they wrap, they wrap their – their entire globalist kind of, and that's not a conspiracy theory, they would love to have one world government. That's not a conspiracy. It actually is the, the best way to have socialism planet-wide is to have one governance to do it with. So the fact that the southern border is porous is not, a, is not an impediment to the overall goal. It really isn't. It's, it's to look rather than to be. It's to seem just the opposite of the North Carolina motto, which is to be rather than to seem. It's just the opposite. Now, we went down this path because we were talking about COVID, the response to COVID and the way in which Americans just kind of got rolled over. And we surrendered all of these freedoms because we believed in so surrendering them that we would protect our family and our kids. And it turned out the underpinnings of that were not scientific at all. They were just kind of, they weren't kind of, they were a, a direct assault on freedom that accomplished very little to slow down, prevent the spread of and save lives. It did none of that. There were no there were no scientific underpinnings. Why do we know this? Because we can look at other countries that didn't do these things, that had similar rates of infection, and they just front-loaded it rather than back-load. And we know the disaster that was New York when they were taking infected people and putting them in rest homes. So the re so I was going through a column by the at the New York Post, and, and in that column, it was delineating that we need to learn. John Tierney wrote the piece. And the lessons that we absolutely need to learn from this and it said, you know, Americans obediently donned the mask day after day. They stood six feet apart. They disinfected counters and obsessively washed their hands while singing happy birthday. They forsook uh, visits to friends and relatives and followed orders to skip work and church. They forced young children to wear a mask on the playground and in the classroom, a form of hazing that was too extreme even for Europe's progressive educators. To undo the hazing, 
effects, we need to not only present the facts, but also reassure people that they're not to blame for all of this suffering. They submitted to it because they assumed we all did, didn't we? We all wanted to believe the CDC. We all wanted to believe that the government was working to protect us. The dangerousness, and I'm, I'm diverted, I'm, I'm leaving the column for a second. We really want, we want, I think we as humans, we want to believe that these agencies are autonomous with respect to what they do for us. In other words, they're not wed to a political ideology that their goal is actually to do the jobs that they were created. That the CDC is there to protect you. If there's an Ebola outbreak, it'll contain that. It'll prevent that. If there's an anthrax uh, attack, that they will go in and they will protect the, the American public from an anthrax terror attack. I need to believe that. You need to believe that. We need to collectively believe that. If we don't, then we're then then what's the purpose of the CDC? And if it becomes that politicized in the eyes of the American public, the trust is gone, and the CDC needs to work very hard to restore that. But back to the column. To undo these effects, we need to present the facts, but also assure people that they're not to blame. The submit, they submitted to it because they assumed the CDC knew how to control disease, and scientists and public health officials would provide sound scientific guidance about public health. Those were reasonable assumptions. They just turned out to be wrong. CDC leaders terrified the public with worst-case scenarios based on computer modeling. By the way, how's all that computer modeling turned out for the global warming crowd? They revised it every couple of years and realized that it was the, the, the data was wrong, and they keep having to revise it. It was not – the world didn't end in 10 years when the modeling was presented in the 90s. It didn't end in 10 years in the early 2000s. It, it hasn't because the modeling is flawed. The modeling here was flawed. They used blatantly unrealistic projections to claim unprecedented powers and experiment with untested strategies. They ordered lockdowns without even pretending to weigh the hypothetical benefits against the tangible economic, medical, and social costs, not to mention the intangible cost and emotional hardship and lost liberty. Randomized clinical trials conducted before the pandemic had repeatedly shown that masks, and if you see anyone that gets into a debate with you, you don't have to confront them, but if they ever confront you, tell them repeatedly shown that masks did little or no good at preventing spread. But the CDC proclaimed them effective against COVID and promoted mask mandates nationwide. Federal officials stubbornly ignored the hundreds of studies around the world showing that, except in a few isolated places, lockdowns did not reduce COVID mortality. Mask mandates were generally ineffective and senselessly harmful in classrooms. Instead of looking at the evidence of their mistakes, officials did their best to suppress and to silence people who disagreed. The public needs to learn what went wrong during the pandemic, but they're not going to hear it from the Biden administration. For now, the best op- that, and that's a problem. Stepping away from the column again, that is a serious problem. A, a, a great society like ours should look and say, look, we now realize this wasn't a good way. We're going to do, every, regardless of who's in office, we're going to do everything we can to make sure future reactions are scientifically based, that we're actually here to protect the American public, and here's what we're going to do. We're going to look at this again. We're going to look at it anew, because if we don't, God forbid we had something that actually had a kill rate of 30, 40, 50 percent, and we had these these unscientific ways of looking at things. The public needs to learn what went wrong. For now, the best opportunity for a public airing of the facts may be the 2022 election campaign. Some candidates are already attacking the lockdowns and mask mandates and pandemic strategies could become a major issue in the 2024 presidential race, especially if Ron DeSantis runs. 
Florida employed some of the least restrictive COVID policies, avoided lockdowns and mask mandates, and it still fared as well or better than the national average in measures of age-adjusted COVID mortality and overall excess mortality. How many more deaths than normal from all causes? In other words, excess mortality is, if you look at how many people were going to die anyway in a given span of time due to every disease on the planet and every accident on the planet, and you looked at the number of people above that number, that's your excess number. Florida did just fine. Florida flourished economically by comparison with other states, especially California, which imposed singularly strict COVID mandates and suffered one of the nation's worst surges in unemployment. Yet California's overall death toll has been slightly worse than Florida's. If California's cumulative rate of excess mortality equaled Florida's, about 5,000 fewer Californians would have died during the pandemic. And if California's unemployment rate equaled Florida's last year, 500,000 fewer Californians would have been out of work. Those are the hard truths that America needs to hear after two years of COVID hazing. It won't be easy convincing them that they fell for a deception. It's hard for Americans to admit that we got deceived. But it can be done, as DeSantis demonstrated at a recent appearance where he urged a group of high school students on the podium to take off their mask. We've got to stop with this COVID theater. If you want, if you want to wear it, fine, but this is ridiculous. Some students kept their mask on, looking like meek pledges during Hell Week, but a few... Uncover their faces, breathe fresh air. At least for the moment, they were free to wonder whether this ridiculous fraternity was worth staying in anymore. That's where we are, folks. That's where we are. We'll get into a little bit of more science. We'll have a little fun on the other side of this break. We'll talk about the, the science behind this transgendered issue. And we have to have honest discussions. It can't be about emotion. That's one of the problems the left thrusts upon us. They want to throw emotion. They want to throw a monkey wrench in your rational ability to think through things. We'll address that on the other side of the break. Chad, I'm sitting in for Vince Coakley. We'll be right back. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome back to what I used to refer to as the Institute of Rational Thought. Here, Chad Adams sitting in for Vince Coakley. Appreciate being able to do so. Hope Vince is out having a great time. He'll be back with you Monday morning. Also appreciate the fine folks, Vince, Mike, Ron, also Bernie, making it sound good. And uh, you folks listening, you want to get in on this conversation. 1-800-928-1110, 928-1110. That's the Ingalls Market Talk line. If you Wherever you are listening to this, you're welcome to call it toll-free, 1-800-928-1110. Eleven ten. Now, I'm not. There's no way I can get into this rather lengthy article. I mean, I can't read it. I'm not going to. I would. I would bore you, and it would not be fun. But I do think we need to have honest discussions. I think one of the great things about a country like ours is we should always challenge beliefs, regardless of the emotion, regardless of the background, regardless of those screaming and yelling and gnashing of teeth. At the local, state, or national level, we as Americans should challenge things that are thrust upon us, especially if they are emotional. It's so dangerous because that's how mob rule comes about. I mean, for instance, what's going on with the Supreme Court right now, the doxing, you know, the exposing where the Supreme Court justices live, that's an act of terror. I don't care what your political beliefs are. That's an act of terror. You, you should not do that. That's an institution, whether you agree with them or not. You should not do that. You're subjecting those justices to the most violent group of extremists on the political spectrum in America active with respect to left-right politics. I mean, the, the anti-pro-abortion crowd is not, is not about to hesitate to inflict. And, and when confronted with this, the White House kind of pulled back and, and didn't, didn't, didn't say anything to say, no, that's wrong. And, and nothing is more kind of in that emotional realm where people have been shamed into not having discussions than the transgender movement. If you remember in North Carolina when they passed a bathroom bill, and it wasn't that, 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 that you wanted to stop transgendered people from being able to use a certain bathroom. It's because other people are bad actors. And if you're a child predator, that bathroom is, is a great place to target people. It's not that transgender would do it. They could. There's bad people in every group of people. But that, that that pedophiles would take advantage of what's supposed to be a more open way of looking at things to target people in bathrooms. But you couldn't have that discussion because the cacophony of voices, the plethora of, of, of reactionaries and emotions dominated in a way that didn't allow discussion to take place. I say it because at unheard.com, there's a, a Ellen Pasternak has a She's a PhD student over the biology, uh, uh, evolutionary biology at Oxford University. She has a piece today that, were it to become popular, would set 
the left's world on fire. Now, you, you, you're used now to seeing male athletes that become trans, that they claim transgenderism and then compete against females with a huge advantage and are dominating certain sports activities. Just diminuite throwing away all the hopes and dreams of women that compete to be the best as women. It needs to stop because you have to look at, is that a real construct? Because you, you're t- teaching your kids that it's gender is a social construct. So here's what it has to say there. And we're going to be taking a break. And I will get into this on the other side of this. What if you woke up one morning and found you had swapped bodies with someone else? Maybe your mother, maybe the, the boy next door, a monstrous vermin, an older version of yourself. What Would you still be you? There's a reason this setup is a classic. Most of us feel that there's an us conceptually distinct from the body we're in. In fact, anthropologists suggest it's a belief held in some form or other across all human cultures. This ancient dichotomy crops up in different, what apes can teach us about gender, a new book from primatologists. It's all about sex differences and our closest cousin. While they they briefly touch on the experience of transgender humans as evidence supposedly of innately gendered brains that can be effectively the opposite sex to the rest of our body. The hypothesis advanced is a steelman of gender identity theory. The idea that whether we're really a man or woman depends on an internal state knowable only to us. In other words, only the individual knows in their head what sex they are. That's what the whole basis of transgenderism is, is the in our brains. In that scientist's conception, the scientific version of the theory, gender identity isn't an immaterial essence, but is physically located in some part of the brain. In other words, there must be a physical part of the brain that says I'm a man or woman, even though the rest of my body defies that. Supposedly, this brain module develops in utero and tells women and girls this brain is in a female body and men and boys that are their body is male. But it is possible for this module to find itself in the wrong body. So in other words, the part of the brain that says I'm male or female is disconnected from the genetic development of physical characteristics. That scientist suggests that in a fraction of human pregnancies, the body takes off in a different direction than the brain, which causes gender dysphoria. That scientist, his name's DeWall, argument rests on claims made by a number of studies that the brain of transgender people are closer in structure or function to their target sex. But that is not, let me repeat, that is not settled science. For one thing, the studies of the brain involve either the very expensive process of imaging living brains or brain tissue from deceased donors. It's hard to get a decent sample size and harder still when the group you're interested in makes up such a tiny minority of the population. Plus, the pressure on scientists and journalists to produce eyeball-grabbing content to keep their careers afloat can lead to conclusions that are brazenly overinterpreted, especially in areas which research often attracts media buzz. On top of that, there are a number of complication, complicating factors which most of the studies are much too small to control. Hormones are one such complication. If people have medically transitioned, it's difficult to say whether any resemblance to their target sex is because they were born that way or because they've got all these hormones flowing through their body that they put in. Many studies acknowledge the problem, but don't fix it. The fact that trans people are more likely to have autism or mental illness is another potential confounder, one that's rarely mentioned because it's not popular to say that. These diagnoses are thought to be associated with physical changes in the brain. So any study of average differences between trans and control groups would need to rule them out as an explanation. Sexual orientation as well should be taken into account. People who are trans are much more likely to be non-heterosexual pre-transition if they are only compared to heterosexual controls, then it's impossible to tell. Now, I'm getting into the weeds. This article is is extremely lengthy. I mean, it's a typical scientific article. And I, I believe, having read it, 
What I can tell you is the science in this part of our viewpoint is far, far from settled. When it comes, and they finish this way, when it comes to sex, gender, and trans issues, it's hard to know which information to trust. Remember, and I point you back to just what happened with the CDC. We just dealt with a pandemic in which a lot of the scientific underpinnings were not scientific at all, but we're supposed to try. And that's a pandemic. Imagine this, which is much more, much more difficult to dig into. So when people say things are factually settled, they're not. Certainly it wasn't settled science with the pandemic. It's certainly, and it's even further removed from scientific reality on the issue of transgenderism and science. Although emotionally, you are shamed into thinking otherwise. You are shamed. And I, for one, and you, none of us need to be shamed when science isn't settled. In fact, we have an obligation to push forward on what is science. The the Salem witch trials are a really good example where science had nothing to do with it and people were killed. Because they, you you weren't allowed to push back. We don't need to be in the dark ages of science now. We need to be in, enlightened. Much more to go as we wrap up things on the Vince Coakley program. And, and it's an honor and a pleasure to be here. But we will return. Much more to go. Two more whole segments. You being a part of it. 1-800-928-1110. 1-800-928-1110. We'll be back after this. Stay tuned. After the end of a good fight, deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. back folks on this beautiful albeit uh be on the lookout kind of day kind of a bolo weather day isn't it bolo on the weather be on the lookout so we went to the break we were talking about the we had we have gone through kind of thematically the issues of trust the issues of trust in our government institutions and our political leaders we've gone through it with covid we went through it on the trans issue we've gone through it uh, on a number of different fronts even even with respect to economic uh, outlooks. You know, you get a jobs report. There's much more to it than just the jobs created. There's kind of the background. And obviously, the people that step up in front of a podium are going to spin it in some way that they hope reverberates with you in a way that's good for them or to their enemy, you know, to, to make their enemy look bad, political. Now, when I went to the transgender article, and, and I think it's it's well written, the PhD candidate's written that. And, and I, I believe it's it's very much in the vein of, hey, we have a lot more to learn. There is no, there is zero harm in trying to understand more about the world in which we live. You know, we've heard for 30 years that hurricanes were going to get worse, more devastating, larger. They're not. We've heard for years that everything's going to get worse. What has changed 
over that past 30, 40 years on the on the climate side is we have many more people living in many more places and much more coverage. We have the internet, we have instantaneous, we have pictures, we have video, we have a lot more access to things that can make the but the devastation's always been there. Imagine if we had social media in 1954 when Hazel hit North and South Carolina. It was absolutely devastating. Imagine if we had had social media then, what it would have looked like. Imagine if we'd had social media during D-Day. In, in any great crisis in the nation, imagine if we had what we had today, this 24-7, endless end-of-the-world news cycle. And I'm going to try to bring that back to the ending of this PhD article about transgenderism. And, and I think it, it, it you can add that to climate change. You can add it to COVID. You can add it to almost any aspect of what we as Americans need to do. Let's get away from the fringe and let's start focusing on rational thought. Let's focus on what matters to you, your family, your parents, your kids, your spouses, day-to-day -day life, friends. And, and, and I'll read this final paragraph. When it comes to sex, gender, and trans issues, I would add almost anything. When it comes, but let's talk about this. When it comes to sex, gender, and trans issues, it's hard to know which information to trust. There is a clear market for nonpartisan scientific expertise to help us sift through the propaganda and the hype. In books like Different, we trust that the authors will handpick reliable facts for us rather than buying them wholesale from the merchants. But if even the experts are too befuddled to look at the evidence with a critical eye, or worse, self-censoring, then there is little hope for the rest of us. Now, I think that paragraph summarizes a big problem in society. Let's insert almost every other issue. Let me just, let me, I'm going to take two different issues that I just mentioned. I'm going to put them in that particular paragraph. And so we're going to plagiarize a little bit, but I'm claiming, but I'm giving you credit for the author who wrote it. When it comes to, let's just say climate change, it's hard to know which information to trust. There is a clear market for nonpartisan scientific expertise to help us sift through propaganda and hype. In different books about it, we trust that the authors will handpick reliable facts for us rather than buying them wholesale from the merchants. But if even the experts are too befuddled to look at the evidence with a critical eye, or worse, they're self-censoring, then there's a little hope for the rest of us. And we know this because you can look at the work of uh, Pat Michaels, uh, John Christie. These are two very famous climatologists, weather experts, University of Alabama and up in Virginia. They're phenomenal people. You can look at uh, Michael Lindzen, MIT guy with more degrees than you can shake a stick at. These guys have been doing actual scientific research and a kind of a balanced approach to looking at even the climate change. But a lot of their work gets gets attacked because it doesn't follow the standard the world is about to end. Now, you can do that same paragraph I just read and add COVID pandemic response to it. When it comes to the pandemic response, it's hard to know which information to trust. There is clear market for nonpartisan scientific expertise. Those two lines are critical to us moving forward in society. We must be critical, meaning we need to question. We need, can you back it up? And we need to have that. And these institutions in government need to restore trust. It's imperative. I don't see any desire by them. And the administration's not pushing them to. But we need it. it, it it's like oxygen. We need to be able to trust. Otherwise, why do we have them? Otherwise, they become propaganda. And that is far more dangerous. It's one thing to be wrong and come out and admit you're wrong and correct it and move forward. It's another when you're wrong and then you continue with that wrong-headed approach. Then you're just propaganda. Then you're no different than Pravda over in Russia. You're no different than Nicolas Maduro in Venezuela. Because then the reality is whatever you say it is. It's not – there's no semblance to that and the truth.
I was going to go. It's kind of funny. I was looking at some headlines as we were going into the break. And this is from Alex Epstein on Twitter. It's just great. It says, the Maldives out in the, the Pacific. Yeah, I'm jumping ship a little bit, but just stay tuned. Maldives, a gradual rise in sea level is threatening to completely cover the Indian Ocean nation in the next 30 years. That was published in 1988. And the headline today, Maldives is opening four new airports. Well, they opened them in 2020, but four new airports. They're supposed to be underwater by now. That's the kind of stuff um, that you read and you just go, uh, uh. And by the way, in North Carolina, education, another side note, we're not going to spend a lot of time on it, but I want you to be aware of it. North Carolina education, North Carolina Department of Public Instruction and Education still has $3.8 billion. That's billion with a B. Boy, for those of you who still think we have two sexes. Uh, billion with a B, $3.8 billion in COVID funds to spend. Now, I want you to think about that. Three point, so our kids are so far behind because of COVID policies. There's $3.8 billion in COVID funds still left to spend on education. Restricted money, restricted in, in, in many ways about where you can do it. Now, does that mean it's going to help education? There's no proof that it's being can be used in a way to help educate kids, but it's, it's certainly probably in a way that school systems can spend a lot more money which is what they typically do, sadly. So, anyway, now, on to, on to a school system, since we were kind of talking about schools, but we're going to take a break. So we'll, when I get back from the break, well, actually, for those of you listening in South Carolina, we're, we're going to take a break here in a couple of moments, and uh, I'll be talking about this Pennsylvania school district issue on the other side of the break. Appreciate you folks listening today. Always a pleasure and honor and a joy to be a part of this incredible station here and, and look forward to always hosting more. But we will take a break. We'll be back after this here on WBT and everywhere else. Thank you so much. Stay tuned. Welcome back, folks. Chad Adams sitting in for Vince Coakley. Appreciate you folks being a part of this wonderful endeavor. And Vince will be back on Monday. Always an honor and a pleasure to be part of this. You want to get in on the conversation, 1-800-928-1110, the Ingalls Market Talk Line. The Ingalls Market Talk Line, 1-800-928-1110. Now, I didn't get – there's two stories I'm going to try to get here as we wrap things up. One's kind of funny, and the other one's kind of I can't believe we're here. If I had told you 20 years ago that – pronoun utilization would be a story, you would have thought I needed sedation. You would have thought I had taken leave of my senses. You would have thought something's really off with this guy. If I had said, you know what, we're really close to a time where your kids are going to be taught that he and she, they and them, that, that we really need to change this and get rid of and eradicate any kind of sexual tone, and what I mean by that is boy or girl, that needs to go away. You would have thought I was mad, and appropriately so. But this is this is happening, and it's not just happening in isolated states. This kind of stuff is happening all over the nation. It just happens to rise to the level of newsworthy when parents find out about it. So this is in Pennsylvania, but make no mistake, in South Carolina, North Carolina, Tennessee, Georgia, these it's happening there too. Emails between several staff members of a Pennsylvania school district reveal the school attempting to hide their use of a middle schooler's preferred pronouns 
from the student's parents and encouraging encouraging the creation of an LGBTQ-related club at the middle school. An email conversation obtained by Fox News Digital shows a school counselor at the Charles Patton Middle School in Pennsylvania emailing teachers that a student prefers the pronouns they, them. She's fine, too, but the student likes they, them the best. She is fine, but also use they, them. The counselor told the teachers, if you are emailing home, it may be best to use she and her when referring to the student. In other words, when you communicate with the parents that brought her into the world, that raise her, comfort her, take care of her, responsible for health, uh, maintenance, welfare, all of her, then call her a her. But at school, call her a they, them. Middle school. Attached to the email is a guide for supporting trans and gender diverse students from the American Psychological Association. Another email obtained by Fox News Digital revealed a discussion between a counselor and two teachers about a club at the high school called Gender Sexuality Alliance. The Union High School website describes the club as a student-run club, which provides a safe space for students to meet, support each other, talk about issues related to sexual orientation, gender identity, blah, blah, blah. The The released emails show a middle school counselor and teacher discussing how to start a similar club at the middle school. Now, they're in high school and the, and the, the students get this way. That, that's 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 at least a more acceptable place. But in middle school and elementary school, this is where teachers with agendas shouldn't be pushing this stuff. The released emails show a middle school counselor and teacher discussing how to start a similar club at a middle school and get or give middle students the opportunity to attend the high school group. After discovering through an online assignment that a student described themselves as pansexual, the school counselor encouraged the teacher to ask the student if they would be interested in starting the same type of club. Middle schoolers are not too young to know their sexual orientation and gender identities. LGBTQ-related content is age-appropriate for them. No left turn in education, an organization which says they believe that K-12 education should be free from this politicization, criticize the school's actions. But hiding it, the, the, the part about it that's so insane is that you're hiding it from the parents. So the parents, now think about what that's teaching. So you're teaching schools to lie to parents, to hide things from parents about their own kids. That's the most insidious part of this. This isn't a collaborative effort between parents and teachers. This goes back to when lefties say the quiet part out loud, when progressives say those are our students, they don't mean just that they happen to be in the school system. They almost, excuse me, they do believe that they are theirs for programming. And that's the kind of indoctrination that public schools should not be about. That is not, and that is what scares the hell out of parents. That is what gets parents so irate. That's why Loudoun County happened. We're seeing this everywhere, and finally parents are starting to rise up. You're seeing dramatic increases in homeschooling, dramatic increases in charter schools, dramatic increases in private schooling. You're seeing dramatic increases in parents taking their kids out of public education. They shouldn't have to do that. It's not public indoctrination, but that's what it's becoming. It's what it seems to be about these days. And it's an absolute travesty that we've gotten to that point. An absolute travesty. And again, I like to like end my shows on kind of a, a high note, a positive note. That one's not very positive. I'm going to try to do that. Now, I don't know that I can make the next story positive. I'm going to try to. But it's a story in Nantucket. And I can't make this. It's the kind of stuff that if I told you, I just can't make it up. Nantucket. Now, not a place. I don't think of Nantucket as a place that you want to go out sunbathing. But apparently some people do. But I guess it gets warm enough four days out of the year to go do that. Nantucket, one step closer to opening up all the beaches, 
on the tiny Massachusetts island to topple sunbathers. Residents, the residents vote. I wonder if you did this in North and South Carolina beaches, how the residents would vote on this. By a 300, 327 to 242 vote at a town meeting Tuesday night to pass the gender equality on beaches. Now, this is interesting. At least they recognize differences in genders. But now it's equal, so it's basically they're all going to go topless. We did it. We made it, sex educator Dorothy Stover, who proposed the amendment, said on Instagram after the victory. Being topless is not being rude. Not being nude, excuse me. Stover said at the meeting, the bylaw would make beaches uh, nude beaches. Now, that doesn't make them nude. It means the option. You don't have to go topless, but you have the option to go topless. The amendment states that in order to promote equality, for all persons, any person shall be allowed to be topless on any public or private beach. Men are also allowed to wear shirts. They don't have to be topless either. And probably many men shouldn't be topless. Uh, Stover, who runs the online Nantucket Love School, argued for the measure by citing the history of allowing men to go topless on the beach almost 90 years ago. The human anatomy and other places that allow people to go topless on public beaches. Nantucket, again, Nantucket. You wouldn't think there'd be that many people in Nantucket that would be really into this. Now, I don't doubt this movement will spread, especially as we get into this, the gender issues. But it's funny how we recognize differences in genders on some issues, and then we act like they don't exist on other issues. Clearly, that's kind of wackadoo, isn't it? So that, that's, that's where we are in the world today. That's where we are in the world. That uh, And uh, by the way, I'm waiting. I'm just waiting for Myrtle Beach. I'm waiting for Charleston. I'm waiting for Wrightsville Beach. I'm waiting for the Outer Banks to have these measures. Could make tourism very interesting. Could it not? Could it? T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.